Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Cece. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam, then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Hello, everyone. It is time for The Next Generation podcast. And I'm sure you knew that already because you clicked the button and are listening. Haha. <laughs> well, today you're in for a little Venetian treat, I would say, with our grape family, our grape group that we'll be discovering, and also our guest. Um, we have Massimiliano Menon coming on, a VIA student, and also someone I know from New York, so a friendly face, which is very nice to have a guest on that you haven't seen in a while. So super fun. But before that, we're going to go right into the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 book, as you know, my Bible of great knowledge, and it will be your Bible, or it might be your Bible soon. I can't be the missionary, necessarily, of this book, but I kind of am with this podcast, as you kind of know, so maybe I am. And moving on. You might be able to guess the group I'm going to talk about, not because it's strictly Venetian, but because the Venetians played a big role in why this great group or great families, you'd like to call it, made their way around Italy. And that's Malvasia. Malvasia, I would say it's better to say a group because genetically speaking, most of the grapes that fall under the Malvasia category, the group, aren't actually genetically related. They're unrelated. They just share the name. And as we'll learn in this lovely, lovely book that I have in front of me, Malvasia, all of them are distinctly different, almost. And it is impossible to find a common trait that unites the wines made with these varieties. So there are a couple that actually are, you know, related like um, Malvasia Bianca Lunga, Malvasia Istriana, Malvasia di Lipari, and Malvasia Nera di Brindisi, but they're not identical. They're just linked genetically. Let's call them cousins. But back to a bit more facts on Malvasia. We know that Malvasia used to be very, 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 very popular back in the 14th century through to the 17th century. Again, thanks to those seafaring Venetians who dominated the Mediterranean Sea and traded Malvasia wine with tremendous success. So that's how it reached all different places throughout Italy, as we will learn in the following episodes as I dive into each grape varietal. So these Malvasia varieties, given their diversity, can span from non-aromatic to aromatic, red to white, sparkling and still, sweet and dry. And what may serve as a study aid is that the following pairs of Malvasia are region-specific, and the first often beats the second for the quality of the wines it gives. Listen carefully. So, white-berried Malvasia del Lazio and Malvasia Bianca di Candia are found mostly in Lazio. Red-berried Malvasia Nera di Brindisi and Malvasia Nera di Lecce in Apulia. And in Piedmont, Malvasia di Schierano and Malvasia di Casorso are both better than Malvasia Nera Lunga. Wow. It is better than. Sorry, Malvasia Nera Lunga. Now... Rather than confuse you by saying Malvasia one more time, we're going to move on to our interview with the Venetian himself, 
Massi. And ciao, Massi. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good about being extremely congested. So I'm sorry for my for my accent. <laughs> I'm sorry for my accent. Are you talking about your congestion or your Venetian accent? Uh, both. My German, <laughs> German, French accents. Yeah. German, French. Uh, everybody says I'm from France because of my R. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. Interesting. Like in New York? Back in New York? Uh, back in New York, and I got really offended. <laughs> you don't want to tell you an know, Italian right? that it sounds French. But as we both know, the accents in the Veneto are very particular. Very different, yeah. And correct. you're originally from Venice? I am indeed. Like Venice, Venice. Uh, Venice uh, one time. Not Venice, Venice. Oh. I'm from Venice. That's what we say to people. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, because they always ask, are you from Venice, Venice? Uh, I'm from Venice once. Yes, I was born and grew up in the city center. <laughs> wow, so we learned one thing today, that the Venetian people are sassy. Thank you. We, they've got some <laughs> attitude. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. Actually, I just read an article today about how the mayor of Venice called... Uh, there's some guy that jumped off a three-story building into the canal. I've seen and, that video, yes. And the mayor called him an idiot. And said, he's like, I'm going to put this man in jail. He's on our hands, yes. Yeah, yes, I, yes. I almost posted, like, I was getting one want to come find this We thing. actually went from having a mayor to a sheriff. Oh. Lately, yes. Really? Yes. Uh, from one side to the other one. Okay. Let's not get into politics. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a really interesting topic that yes. we probably should avoid. Okay. Even though I would love to talk about it off air. Sorry, guys. But moving back to wine. So... Masi is from Venice, once, city center. He moved from that city to New York City, right? Some, there is probably well, yes, a, a yes, more... Yes, yes, yeah, correct. I mean, you can fill in the blanks for mm-hmm. me. But you're based in New York now. What are you up to there? I do work in wine. I'm lucky <laughs> enough to have a job, be happy. <laughs> Sorry, you said that like, you're like, by the way, I work in wine, if you didn't know. <laughs> How did you end up on this podcast? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm actually part of the wine team at Babo, a restaurant in New York City, in the Greenwich Village, mm-hmm. owned by the Bastianich family. Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Babo's great. Babo's great. We do have uh, the cookie side of the Venetian. The cockiness uh, comes out. And I'm proud to say that we have the biggest Italian wine list in New York City, probably in the United States. But we do represent the whole peninsula, north to south, every region. Wow. And what kind of numbers are we talking? Uh, big numbers. Big numbers. I'm not talking about the money. I'm talking I about... I don't know the numbers. <laughs> you don't know the numbers. You can't prove it. There's no facts. I can't prove it. It's no. just the biggest. You have to go to Babo to find out. Correct. Oh, that's Babo's great. I haven't. I've been there only once, and it was a while ago. But I loved. I mean, it's it's like an institution. So that's so that's so awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm 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 really lucky, uh, and I'm here, and I'm happy to somehow represent them, mm-hmm. and perhaps go back with the uh, title, the wine ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. Are you going to come and sing with Joe during Vinitaly? Let's see. He's a super busy man, so... No, he's having it. Do you know about the work, the event he's doing? Uh, I know he's singing and playing guitar with a band. Mm-hmm. 
No, but as, as well as rep- I mean, as well as representing his wines and his winery. Yeah, no, absolutely. But they're doing this event at Vinitaly called Canta con Joe or Sing with Joe, and he's because he has this new book. He's picking wines to pair with songs, and then he's inviting. He's asking the audience to come and sing with him. I mean, if you want to represent Babo, I think that's your uh, that's your opportunity. <laughs> I'm a really bad singer, and um, I don't play any instruments. I'm sorry. We'll see after a I'm few sorry, tonics. <laughs> I'm sure there's some singing that comes out. Anyways, so you're here for Via. You're a potential ambassador still because the exam is tomorrow. So how did you find out about Via? How did you get here? Good, good question. It's just like really prestigious, I guess, qualification. And Via Babo had this like full emotions with Italian wines and being abroad for that many years, like probably for the past 16 years. And now I'm lucky enough to have the opportunity to come back to Italy uh-huh. way more often than before. I had that need to reconnect to my people, uh-huh. my region, my city, and obviously drink some good Italian wine. So that's how I heard about Via. Awesome. That must be so special for you to do this in your home region and be able to kind of be a a representative in that way. I agree. Uh, I I think I might have an advantage Mm -hmm. on on the rest of the people. I'm also a Italian certified sommelier, like Mm -hmm. ICE, that kind of background. But yeah, I'm really proud. The other day I was at a tasting in in Cesena and they asked me, what do you do? I'm literally said, I'm a wine ambassador uh, in general. Like um, I like to tell stories about people, about cool people. It makes people happy, yeah. And so, like, what's one thing that, like, living in New York City, you miss the most about home, like, in Venice? That's a good question. I miss the beauty. I miss the beauty of my country. Yeah, beauty. We're surrounded by beauty. Beautiful people, beauty, beauty, beauty. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, (laughs) Italians are the hedonists of the world. They... They represent it all, and, and no, it's definitely. I think it, it's it's and it's so layered. You know, it's 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 of course like the buildings and the architecture, but it's all like the flow, and it's so unique everywhere you go. You know, I haven't been to Venice since I was five, and now oh, I'm wow. like an hour away. <laughs> and you, and you haven't been yet. No. We should go together then. Oh my god, let's go! Get, get drunk there, eat some chiquetti, drink some good uh, ombra. Oh my gosh, I'm down. I now know the train to get there, so... Yeah, it's like an hour. It's so easy, yes. I need to do one of those, what is it, the Bacan... Um, Baccaro tour. tour, yeah, we I can do Baccaro tour as well. We don't, don't need a tour. No, I don't need a tour. Yeah, I mean, can you can do, be the tour I, guide. Yeah, but recently the Baccaro tour became like a very like a loud, get drunk, mm, sort oh, of like... like a, obnoxious, yeah, like yeah, messy. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I'm American, but I'm not that kind of American. You're not that kind of messy, but you're from New Jersey. Yeah, oh, there's chaos in my blood. Oh, oh, okay. But I'm not messy. Like, we're just chaotic. As an Italian-American. Yes. But you're messy as an Italian. Or as oh, an American. I'm Italian-American. Well, because I'm American before I'm Italian. You're Italian before True. you're American. True. So I, I won't, so yeah, but I'm also, then you add the Jersey in. Wow, okay, and that's another, that's, that a, that's another podcast. Pod. Yes, that, <laughs> <laughs> and then to know your opinions on it all, so, yeah. the man that seems French, but is actually from Venice, singular. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I love it. I love how like you're, the places you're from really like define you and you kind of like 
grow with the new places you go and it, it, and everything kind of comes back right like yeah it was like so weird I was interviewing someone else and she works for the com- this company that's um well I think it's now run by this guy I like grew up with and I was like that's so random you know what I mean and I'm like now you're in Verona and then like all these like crazy things I don't know it's fantastic but obviously you have your exam tomorrow mm-hmm. how you feeling I think it's I'm not stressed at all I go with the flow. Uh, it's been a great, great experience. I tell all my audience and my followers, all those millions, now <laughs> listening to the podcast. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Vino Navigato. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, it's been great. Just like just to see uh, the faces, uh, the, that incredibly melting pot diversity that we have, like from Singapore. Russia, Thailand, China, we got Turkey, Spain, we got Holland, Italy, United States, of course, like, yeah, that's great. No, I, I agree. And especially like for me being like working, I I don't even know who's part of the group because it's such a great, like amazing and From your mix, side as well. Where I'm I like, agree. oh, you're in the group because there's a, lo- a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And like everyone has such like a funny little way of like connecting yeah. in a story no Lo- lovely backgrounds yeah. like interesting people yes yes yeah i that's what honestly like what makes me so great is is the community obviously being an ambassador and the knowledge of course there's a cherry on top of the cake yeah but i think it's um it's a great experience yeah, yeah absolutely but we can get back to the venice discussion because i wanted to ask you are you enjoying this podcast Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. About Venetian food, not to like really just detour again, (laughs) because I can't not think about food. It's a problem, especially with wine involved. But like, what's your favorite food and wine pairing? Like Venetian. Venetian has to be Venetian. Yes, not no Veronese. Sorry. Like representing um, Venice, not the Veneto. Yeah, there is one thing I love. It's uh, obviously seafood predominantly the cuisine in Venice it's uh, it's seafood based and I would say canoche so cicale di mare or they're called in the Adriatic but mm-hmm. actually you can find them only in the Adriatic seas mm. but mantis shrimps it's mm-hmm. they're very hard to find abroad but they're just like gorgeous you don't need to do that many things you just boil them in really hot water and it's a pain in beep to actually clean them. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Some parsley, olive oil, and they're just gorgeous. Oh yeah, your French is coming out now. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I would say Malvasia. Hmm. Just like a dry Malvasia. Yeah, that would be the, the best food and wine pairings ever. Like, hmm. uh, Which kind of Malvasia? What kind of others, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, I'm actually doing the wine ambassador. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just realized. You're just uh, trying to slide like a generic. Oh, 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 oh
born and raised in Venice, north east side of Italy. I'm a really good supporter of Carso in general, Malvasia in general as a group, as a family. But I will say uh, Malvasia from Carso, Marcofon, some age. 2015, 16, 17. We're pulling out vintages. Cool. Yeah, vintages. <laughs> yeah, that's some side of me comes Ooh. out. And um, but yeah, it's all about that sapidity, that mouth filling. Um, yeah, that, that's also my to-go wine actually. Yeah, I love Ooh. those malasias, ebolas. Yeah, I'm a white drinker. I like to drink a lot. <laughs> okay, duly noted for yeah. our Venice trip. <laughs> yeah. like we will notice how you were. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I think it, it might ha- turn into a Baccarat tour. I know. So. Yeah, and you're just like, we are the messy ones. <laughs> we are the messy ones. <laughs> I think a lot of people that work in the wine industry, like, are we're not. I don't think it's denial, or maybe it is denial, where it's like we know we drink a lot, but we're kind of in denial of how messy of drinkers we can be. Uh-huh, <laughs> we uh-huh. try to be like, oh, we're not like that, like pinkies up. Oh, yes. But in reality, we are absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it, it gets a little crazy, but <laughs> so is there like a place like particularly in Venice that you like to go like a special like a restaurant or like a or there are like just so many places to pop in that you love? I would say that so many mm, lately recently they do really the focus on like quality ingredients and I'm always saying Venice we thank a place called La Mascaretta and now closed down mm-hmm. but Venice, Genova been having that trading background and heritage in terms of wines has always been two, three, four, ten thousand steps in front of everybody else Yeah. in terms of quality so if you think about as well natural wines or wines with like sustainable indigenous yeast um, We've been always drinking really, really, really well. Obviously, we drink uh, spritz. I'm not saying any brands, but yeah. So, yeah, there are so many places. Uh, there are a couple of places, probably one. To, can I do any names? So yeah, you're a, allowed to. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, we want people to get the, the yeah. info from you. Are you're we, the tour guide. Are we getting paid as well? No. I mean, you can ask. You can ask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go um, to Venice and you'll stop and you'll be like, have, the heard, have you heard the podcast? No, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 actually, did you listen to the podcast? No, I like the very um, not under the radar places, which is really tough in, in Venice because it's extremely touristic. So you're going to mm-hmm. find, uh, you're not going to find your spot, but... Um, you know, I like to go to a place and get that typical, I would say, things that you get, like a, right, like the onion, the half egg with the anchovies on top, and the muscardino, which mm-hmm. is like a tiny octopus that you only find in Venice. Um, the bacala mantecato, oh, so yeah. <laughs> very, very simple, rustic. I like yeah. those kind of uh, food if I had to go for like a aperitif. And then uh, probably there is one that I really like recently, I would say Vino Vero. Hmm. Fundamentale Ormesini, it's uh, one of the destinations to go for drinking, partying, having hmm. dinner, after dinner as well. It's just like this strip, it's literally like a riva, una fundamenta, in the Canareggio section of Venice. So it's oh. the northern part. So Cool. Yeah. Oh, 
the food. I just imagine all those good, like, little seafood, like, a lot of stockfish, like, all that. Oh, yes. Uh, no, yeah. That, no, it's really... I think a lot of people don't think about that, about the how important... I can't say they don't think about it. That sounds mean. But, like, like it's just not something you think about often in the sense, like, of the trading ports in, you know, Genoa and Venice. Like, really... And not even just those areas. Like, really controlling how different grapes slash wines and foods, how, like, travel throughout Italy. And, like, how much the Venetians really defined a lot of that. I mean, you guys did. I hate to say it. But since I come from, well, I don't, I don't come from where my family comes from, the region where Rome is, so it's like more like another, That's <laughs> like, another cup of tea, another podcast. But yeah, but I do have to ask you something that's like culturally speaking, when you say Venetian and I'm saying in, um, mm. in English, because you know how like people will say they're, you know, Toscano of Tuscany. Sure, sure. But when you say of the Veneto, if you say Venetian to me, Venetian means you're from Venice. Not the Veneto, or is it inter? Can you like use both? You mean it's like a, a in- interchangeable? Interchangeable, yes. I would say there is a, a general identity, mm-hmm. yes. And we used to be a republic, like the first republic mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think we do have an idea of being Venetian, mm-hmm. right? If you think about Bergamo as well, like yeah. the way they talk, it's really similar to us. Mm-hmm. And then we used to have trading posts all over the uh, the land, so but also in the Adriatic, so like the Dalmatian yeah. coast, like you just mentioned. But probably being from the island, when you say you are a Venetian, you should be from Venice, from the island. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's, it's actually something that really confuses me sometimes because, like, it, but it also reminds you how, like, prov- provincial Italy is in the sense of how people really go by their locality in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's and, loads of campanilism and, yeah. you know, you're really proud from where you're from. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's, it, but it's interesting then you have to translate and you feel this way more than me because you're Italian going to America. It's like translating that to English is is an interesting concept. I know that's not... Well, it's related to the Italian wine podcast. It's related to wine because if we're talking about wines in the Veneto, gotta scale it down. Because for me, I feel like... Well, obviously, Verona is very different from Venice, but then they like share some things. Um, and I'm only a newbie here for like seven months. So I'm only Aww. at the... Yes. <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's cute. <laughs> um, so now we're winding down. I'm going to kick you out of the podcast room. Oh, finally. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can go now, Masi. <laughs> the door is unlocked. <laughs> I want to ask you a very important question for the Next Generation podcast. Oh, damn. You, okay. as a young man in New York selling Italian wines as a psalm, how are you going to use Via as a platform to make young folks drink more Italian wine? Like, how do you feel? What's your perspective on, like, the younger generations drinking Italian wine? That's a uh, that's complicated. That's really hard to answer. Thank you for the que- thank you for the question. You can answer thank the first part. Okay, it's- I've been working abroad in different markets. Mm-hmm. I would say, and United States, it's very different. Mm-hmm. It's Somehow, brands are really important, mm-hmm. not just in terms of like labels, but in terms of like messages, things such as things like 
FATNAT00. Zero, zero. Nowadays are really important. But there is no connection and no relation, no links with the vinification process, mm. um, the use of selected or indigenous yeast. So I think VIA gives you that tools and allows yourself to translate in in a more easy way as well but to give um to to explain that but also to make understand that behind that label we do love this job because this is a people industry mm-hmm. and is related to human beings and it's very strong related with hospitality as well we're all in the same mm-hmm. so you need to be able to make people understand where that wine is from, who made it. There is a reason behind it. Uh, the grape variety, you make them understand about the climate. And hopefully, you're so good at your job, the next day, that person, that client sitting at the table, or that person behind the desk getting a bottle of wine in a wine shop, or whatever your location or situation is, just buy a flight, straight, uh, return tickets, New York City to Venice or Rome. So mm-hmm. that's the achievement. That's mm-hmm. the goal, I would say. Absolutely. I, I think you bring up an important point is that like the moment that a cus- you know, a client, a customer sits down um, at a table or goes to a wine bar, they're immediately engaging in that community and they're part, they're, they're connecting with that winemaker, whether they realize it or not. And like being able to become more open to that connection and realize how valuable it is and important to sustain, you know, not just the future of Italian wine, but like our earth, especially, you know, these smaller producers that rely obviously on selling their wine for a living, but also have these valuable stories and, and, um, we want to keep them, you know, around and doing like the, the things they do best and, and keeping them around. Perhaps next time they're going to join us on the backer tour. Oh my gosh. Yes. That would be great. That would be great. So, uh, well, it's always fun when you have a winemaker with you doing like, uh, yeah. things. like it's, it's the best. Uh, well, I'm so happy you decided to, you accepted my offer to be on the podcast today. <laughs> I accept your, yeah, thank you, actually. I'm really honored. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Also, because I listen to Italian wine podcast every day. No, you don't. That's a lie, sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, please don't, because if you heard all my podcasts, I'd just be like, I'd be like, okay, Masi, like. He's a stalker. <laughs> you're stalking me? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, we got a super fan on the pod today. (laughs) Uh, Well, I will see you in Venice. Totally. And I wish you the best of luck on your exam. Finger crossed. And and thank you very much. Thank you. And best of luck to all the students who listen to this after their exam and already know their results. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ciao, guys. Ciao. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast, available anywhere you can get your pods.